Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Byron Show. It's been a hot minute since we've had one of these episodes, but here it is, the Memorial Week. And we've got myself and Ron, or John's on, on assignment elsewhere, doing great and wonderful things as always. So it's just going to be us two doing our thing and kind of back to the, the home roots of where we start all this stuff here at BetSpurtsGolf.com. So, Ron, how are you, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Um, yeah, last week, uh, happy for your boy, Grio, who I don't even think you bet, did you? Nope. I had him in so much else, you know, Rainmakers, DFS, all that, but not outright. I'm, I'm not going to hit an outright this year. I've just come to terms with that. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's so hard out there this year. But um, yeah, I mean, last week it was almost like a post-major letdown for a lot of the favorites. Um, mm -hmm. So not the best week, but love the Memorial. Um, one of my favorite tournaments of the year. The course is so immaculate just watching on TV. And, you know, reports are that the greens look as are, are playing as firm as they ever have been. And so I think it's going to be a true test of golf this week. You know, very little rainfall over the last month. Uh, the weather looks great. So I'm really looking forward to uh, see what happens this week. Yeah. And I think what the Sarcadias, those bugs that kind of showed up last year that just kept pestering the background of of the broadcast they only come around like five or seven years every, every like every cycle so hopefully they're not there this year because those were some crazy background noises but that's besides the point so we've got the memorial ron you've got articles over at betsburst.com we've got everything you could wish for over there we've got your course breakdown we've got all the picks and strategies we've got the office hours we've got all that jazz we've got the custom model i know you're using good drives percentage which is not the customary good drives percentage. So elaborate a bit on that. Chat to the people about what they can get over at bedspurs.com. Yeah, so we've got articles come out all day today, yesterday. Um, of course, I put my model on there um, on Tuesday. So that's in the Discord, uh, in my betting article. And then, yeah, like you said, um, we kind of started this a few weeks ago. Um, we call it office hours. Um, it's at 4.30 Eastern. And, uh, you know, we're kind of playing playing and feeling it out, seeing, you know, when I know that's a, maybe a, bit of a difficult time for some people to get online but uh we'll, we'll move that if we need to but just it's basically a chance for for myself and uh, ryan noonan handy molitor um anybody has any questions dfs um betting you know just anything you know we're there to kind of go through things uh answer questions um as we get closer to you know tee off tomorrow morning um but yeah like you said um yeah this is a course where you know basically tee to green form is everything this week um, and so, you know, did a couple different things with, you know, some of my modeling. Um, so this is the 10th elevated event. And so I kind of went back and looked at how players have performed over the first nine of these, which does include, you know, the masters and the PGA championship. And so that's one thing that's interesting to look at. Um, it's kind of a team, no putt week, you know, Hideki won here in 2014, losing strokes, putting, and obviously one of the worst putters in history, Jason Duffner won here. So. You know, the greens, while they are fast and they are very undulating and sloped, uh, all the data says the greens and putting is, is much easier here than the tour average. And so um, it's kind of interesting to look at that angle as well. But, yeah, good dry percentage is going to be very key this week. And, you know, what I did is, you know, this course, and and before I get to the good drive stuff, so, you know, it's, it's a long course, so you're going to have to have length off the tee. But at the same time, um, the rough is so thick and if you're hitting your drives wayward, if you 
or even on approach, if you're just all over the place, missing greens, you know, you're going to have to deal with these, um, you know, small greens, first of all, 5,000 square feet. And so just around the green, it's so challenging here. It's actually the toughest course to gain strokes onto around the greens. And so, you know, I just think um, a lot of different angles to look at this week, but good drive percentage kind of takes a look at, you know, are you hitting the ball in the fairway, number one? And number two, if you don't hit it in the fairway, is your second shot, does it land on the green? And so, you know, instead of just looking at all courses, I kind of looked at courses very similar to Muirfield Village that have long, rough, and difficult approach um, as far as hitting greens and regulation. And so, yeah, that's that's on the Discord as well. And just, just different ways to look at it this week, trying to almost simulate, you know, what players are going to be up against this week. Yeah. No, I, I don't have any, you know, rebuttals to what you put out there. I think it's pretty stock standard. You know, when you see course history as strong as this, there's usually a blueprint to success. And that's, you know, how it rolls. So there's no real getting different. You can maybe lean on a few guys that are really tidy around the short game section of the game. But a little more accurate off the tee, the long hitters will probably be the most popular this week, as always. But it'll be fun. So let's dive into the board. We've got some seriously fun names at the top here that we have to make some decisions on. We've got Scotty Scheffler, 11-3, John Rahm, 11K, Rory, 10-6, Patrick Cantley, 10-5, and Xander, 10-2. It's a really cool range we've got some absolute studs here four of them one of them is not like the other and that's rory mcelroy his consistency has just not been nearly as translatable to the other four they have just been on fire from a floor ceiling the the fourth floor you know they are just out there just building 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 and the consistency has just been bananas by them so what are we doing in this range here ron i know you're patented play everybody and then kind of get different downstairs strategy may be applicable this week. I think that may be the route I'm going to be going. What are you running with? Yeah. So again, to me, it's, there's only, there's a big two right now. It's not a big three. I know some people still like to put Rory in there, but like you said, you know, he's, he's got to prove it. He's got to show it. And, um, you know, that being said, you know, he did finish seventh last week and, you know, um, but, but at the same time, you know, when you look at what Scheffler has done, like his tee to green form is just sick. I mean, it's when you just look at the last 24 rounds. Okay. He's gained 78 total strokes tee to green. Okay. 24 rounds, 78. The next second person on that list is Patrick Hanley at 49 strokes tee to green. So he's just, he's just lapping the field right now. And I mean, if you think about it, if he's just slightly better with his putter, the last three events he's been in, he probably wins all three of those. And so, you know, he's, he's a great play this week, especially if you're just looking at the tee to green angle, you know, um, with putting not being as important this week. Um, so you cannot go wrong with Scheffler. I will try to fit as many lineups with him as I can. Um, and then John Rahm, you know, you know, he's going to be in for a huge bounce back this week after finishing, you know, 50th at Oak Hill. Um, what he does off the tee, his strength from the rough, um, He's his short game has just come around so well recently. You know, so I think he fits this course, you know, almost as good as Scheffler does. And one thing I did is, you know, when I added in his three rounds back from 2021, when he was forced to withdraw, um, where he obviously would have been the runaway winner, you know, he's been even better than Patrick Cantley here. You know, Cantley is like the king of, of Muirfield Village. But if you add in those rounds for Rom, Rom is averaging 3.28 strokes gained per round here. Um, in 11 rounds at Muirfield Village. So, um, 
you know, Rom, his history is, is just unbelievable as well. And then, you know, for me, Patrick Cantley, um, it was a tough decision from a betting perspective, you know, Rom or Cantley, but, you know, like I just said, you know, he has the second best history here compared to any other player at any other PGA tour course, you know, with a minimum of 24 rounds. Um, Cantley's gained 2.74 strokes here in 28 career rounds going back to, you know, winning this event in 2021, 2019. Um, you know, Cantley ranks, in the top 10 in almost every single category in my model. And he's been playing stellar golf of late with, you know, seven consecutive top 20 finishes, um, including four top 10. So for me, it's, it's Scheffler, Rahm and Cantley. Um, and yeah, like you said, um, I think you, you have to, you know, going to be hard to fit two of those guys in the same lineup. Now there is, there's some guys we'll talk about later on. Um, but I think, I think it's very important to have one of those three, um, and as many lineups as you can get. And, and yeah, for me, I'm, I'm definitely fading Rory. Um, it's just the price tag is just too high. Yeah. I've chatted to some people, like they kind of interested in Rory's as a leverage play, but you know, there's a, I don't know, you know, like when you're going to be leveraging a guy like that, is he really going to be beating one of those other three guys kind of thing? You know, like he just hasn't been showing it. He just doesn't have it right now. And I do, I do think the PGA was that golf course could not fit him any better outside of two holes. The off the tee stuff there is just he can absolutely dismantle that golf course there. So he obviously played a lot better this week. I think he was going to get a lot more punished for his errant tee shots, which I think is going to be really interesting. So yeah, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley, Scotty Scheffler, one, two, three in my course history. And then you take a look at medium course scoring, one, two, three, birdie or better rates, one, two, three. It's like they are just doing their thing up top there and it's kind of ludicrous what's going on. So you're definitely going to have to sprinkle each one of them in there in your lineups to one degree. If I was feeling frisky, I was thinking I'm just going to roll with Patrick Cantley for the majority and fade those other two guys because you get that $500, $800 savings off the other two. I feel like at this golf course, he's got as good a shot as them two. He's cheaper can fit some other studs in the bottom there, you know, compared to what Ram and, and Scott are going to do to your, your salary. But that's a risky play. You know, I think if you are going to try and go with one of these guys, I don't know about him. So it's an interesting situation. I think you got to play conservative up there and then kind of get different elsewhere. So just put that out there for y'all. So let's go into this 10K, the, the 9K range, because we've just gone to 10K. 9K, we've got Colin, Victor, Jason Day, Turrell, JT, Sanjay and Matt Fitzpatrick. Some interesting names, chalk accumulating in, in very normal, predictable spots. You know, we've got a lot of Victor Hovland love this week. We've got a lot of Terrell Hatton love this week. And then there's like a bit of meandering between the other guys. So are you fading Terrell or, or, or Victor? And who are your, your pivots in this range, Ron? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this range this week. Um... You know, if Morikawa is a little bit cheaper, um, I've just been burned so many times um, by him recently. Um, I just think 9-9. I was, you know, I think people like to lump him and, and Thomas, Justin Thomas, together a lot. And so the fact that he's 700 more uh, than JT really doesn't make sense much to me here. Um, now, he's a guy who, you know, obviously um, he won the workday here. Um, now, that course, same course, but the setup was much easier. Um, but Morikawa has played well on, you know, some of these Jack Nicholas courses, like he won a TPC concession as well. So, you know, Morikawa is coming in maybe 10% right now. So he's kind of, to me, the top leverage play up here, because I think people are going to be shying away from his salary um, with just so many good options around him. 
Um, for me, though, I'm kind of dropping down now. I would be interested in Terrell Hatton, um, but when I see him getting up to 16 17%, just knowing you know, how inconsistent he's been in the past. Now, he's been consistent lately, um, but he's only played here one time, you know, and that was like three years ago. Um, so he's he's someone I'm willing to pass on. And listen, I my love for Justin Thomas is known, but again, this week, you know, full disclaimer here, I have zero confidence that he's going to win this week. I have zero confidence he's even going to finish in the top 20. Um, but again, I just keep coming back to him uh, at 9,200, another great price. Um, so this is kind of strictly for me a value play. And, you know, his ownership is kind of right there, 10, 11 percent. Uh, but even with his struggles at the PJ Championship, you know, his iron play still remains, you know, one of the best in the world. And to me, maybe it's just me, but he has looked more confident on the greens the last two events after Correct. he has started to use the aim point uh, punting method. He's actually gained um, 1.2 strokes over his last two uh, tournaments. So, you know what? He can he can hit all the shots around the green that are necessary here. You know, um, he's 11th in my model. Um, around the green scrambling so the upside is there and i think he does have the skill to have success at this course so he's going to kind of be my main pivot here at 9200 and you know it's just it's just hard because you got sanjay who's slumping you know is this the course he's going to bust out of it i mean i don't know you got matt fitzpatrick who you know when you look at it at, at at 9k flat i mean this should be a great course for him a tough course he thrives at these places but you know he's missed the cut here his love last two trips and his inconsistency has just been something else you know going from winning the heritage to you know playing poorly you know last week or at the pga championship so you know for me this is this might be a range that i kind of skip over a lot more because i really like the ak range okay that's interesting i i don't mind matt fitzpatrick if you take a look at why he missed the cut last year it was one of the most bizarre putting performances he's ever i think he lost seven and a half strokes putting in two rounds of golf which is something ludicrous and then he's got a i think a t4 or t3 yeah as well like in between all those missed cuts yeah so two years when ago. he yeah when he makes the cut he's okay around this golf course i think it suits him really nicely i'm seeing him sitting around 10 percent at 9k flat and then jason day i mean the guy came in to the pga championship vocally this you know, disclaiming that, look, I'm not expecting to play well this week. I'm not even going to play a practice round. Now we go to Murfield. This is just post-win. Like three weeks ago, he just won a golf tournament. Now we've got 10% Jason Day in Dublin, Cleveland, Dublin, Ohio. And the guy's 25 minutes from here. I think he lives there. So it's like, it's a perfect storm for me. I think he's a great pivot. And then I, I bet Terrell Hatton out, right? I think he's going to, he's trending, Ron. He's really, really trending right now. And you know me, I'm not a big Tyrrell fan. So for me to get on him at this kind of ownership, I'm kind of a little nervous about it. But like like you said with JT as well, I love the putting there. So lots to like. Sungjae's irons are broken. Six six straight rounds now, he's just lost strokes on approach. And that's been over a span of some serious time. So a little concerning there. I don't know if he's going to find it this week. It'll be interesting, especially at that kind of, you know, the same ownership as Jay Day and Matt Fitzpatrick. So let's scoot into the eight case. See what's going on over there. Talk about some guys, the, the guys that you love, the guys that you want to fade the nine Ks for. And it starts with Jordan Spieth, Cameron Young, who I just found out today has been sick and lost like 10 or 15 pounds. So I've been just throwing my money away on some guy that's trying to fight off some disease. But anyway, we'll, we'll digress there. 
Hideki Matsuyama is kind of picking up some steam. Sam Burns at 86. Round out the bottom here with Siwoo Kim, Adam Scott, Shane Lowry, Wyndham Clark at the bottom of the 8Ks. Some interesting names, some guys I like too. I mean, Ricky is starting to become one of the most consistent golfers on the planet. And now he's in the AK range at a golf course that he's played well at before. So I like Ricky a lot this week. He's chalky as heck. Jordan Spieth's around the green game since the wrist injury has just been deliriously bad. And I'm going to be fading him this week because of that in particular. I think you need to be a savvy around the green specialist, which he typically is. But this wrist injury, this wrist injury, I don't know if he even has one, has been a problem since he came out with it. So we'll see what happens there. Guys, you like in this range, Ron? Anyone you kind of agree with me? Yeah. So looking at the, just I'll just take the upper K first, and um, just just yeah. going to Cameron Young real quick. So yeah, one of his kids was sick, and it kind of spread to him over the last couple of weeks. But I will tell you this: some some reports from inside the his camp, um, he's back, he's ready to go, he's fully healthy. Um, he was also going through some swing issues. Apparently, those are much better as well. So. Again, when you're looking at Cameron Young, 5% ownership on a course that, I mean, let's be honest, this, you know, when you're talking about length, accuracy, you know, again, his his difficulty has been the short game. And so, mm. you know, I think this might be a really good buy low situation for Cam Young. And so um, I'm definitely going to be playing him. And if he's coming in at 5%, all I need is 10%, 12%. So he's someone to keep an eye on here. For me, though, there's really two plays here that I love, and I'll, I'll come back at you with, with Jordan Spieth. You know, I know he let everyone down last week, me included. Um, but again, I think his short game struggles can easily be fixed. And I say that because he has been quoted when you go back through his history here at Muirfield Village. Like, he is just overwhelming in his love for the greens here and how the, the, the undulations and the slope, how it fits his eye. You know, he's always said that he loves – fast greens. And so these greens at Mirfield village um, usually are running between 12 and 13 on the stamp, which is, is quite fast. Um, so, you know, reports say, you know, who knows what's going on with the wrist, but everyone who's seen him says he looks completely healthy. He looked completely fine last week. Um, and so, you know, he's got great results here. You know, he's got four straight top 18 finishes. Um, and so I kind of look forward to, you know, in a, in a low scoring event like this, kind of watching his creativity, around the greens and just kind of seeing, you know, what, what shots he can save this week. And so really like Spieth, um, again, ownership coming in, uh, right around 10%. So you, you got some guys in this range that you can take advantage of. Now Hideki is one whose ownership is kind of spiking a little bit more than I would, would have liked. Um, I thought he might go a little bit more under the radar, but, you know, I think with him, you know, I think with, with Muirfield village being, you know, the toughest course to gain strokes around the green, you know, he was number one in my model by a decent margin in that area. Um, so, you know, when you're looking at, you know, scrambling, he's third. Um, one of the best iron wedge players from the rough. Um, Bentgrass greens are his favorite surface. So, you know, with the course playing so firm as it is this week, um, you know, birdie putts are going to be tough to come by for everyone. And so, yeah. you know, again, like like we're talking team no put here, this kind of mitigates, you know, one of his main weaknesses. And so, um, you know, he's also rounding into form, you know, pretty nicely, you know, five straight top thirties finished fifth at the players, 16th at the masters. So yeah, Spieth and, and Matsuyama, um, and then throwing a little Cam Young up here. Um, and I will say this, you know, Ricky Fowler, you know, I think he's, I wouldn't have been shocked if he was in the nine K range just based on how good he's playing. So, um, I know ownership is sneaking up for him as well. 
but I think Fowler is just a very safe play. Again, not guaranteeing he'll finish top 20, but I think he's finished in the top 20 like in eight of his last nine events and uh, some of those elevated events as well. So yeah. um, I think Ricky Fowler is a really good safe play at, at 8,500. Yeah, Ricky Fowler, 64% of top 20 rates in the last 11 starts for him. I mean, that's just some seriously good stuff. You know, outside of those top top few guys, that's kind of an elite top 20 rate. Um, someone I do not mind in this range is Corey Connors. And he's also chalky. But, Ron, we are seeing some ball striking from Corey Connors right now, along with a mediocre to slightly above average short game, which is not Corey Connors' thing. So we're getting some, like, patented Corey Connors, Stripe City, Syrup City, on the ball striking front, and then we're getting an average around the green play and some reasonable putting lately. So, what are your thoughts on that? Are you kind of right? Is a chalk? He's looking chalky, but validated. Yeah, I mean, I think he's great chalk just because yeah. you know he was great at Oak Hill. You know, was in contention till the end there. He just won at Valero. Um, he just seems to show up consistently in these strong fields on these tough courses. Um, and like you said, he's a ball striking wizard. Um, with T to green being so important this week, you know, he's ninth best in this entire field, you know, T to green yeah. and he's gained with the putter in four of his last five. So, you know, he's kind of made such great improvements in that area. Um, and, you know, similar to Ricky Fowler, I just look at him as a, just a great safe play. You know, if you're, you know, when we get down to the six, seven K range, you know, it, it kind of thins out a little bit, but you know, if you're looking for some safety, you know, Corey Connors is another guy that fits that bill. Um, Shane Lowry, you know, Shane Lowry's ball striking has been good enough to win numerous events this year. I mean, he gained 9.2 strokes ball striking at the PGA, um, yeah. finished 12th there, 16th at the Masters. Just a couple months ago, he was a fifth at PGA National, which is um, another Jack Nicholas track. Um, sixth on this course at Muirfield in 2021. So, you know, at 8,100, um, I know people are, are sour on him. Um, he, you know, he's just such a frustrating player to watch when, when he misses so many short putts. Um, so he's another guy I like, and then I'll, I'll just drop off here with Adam Scott at AK flat. You know, he struggled for a while there. I mean, he even came out and said, you know, top forties on the PJ tour is just not going to get it done. He was making cuts like crazy, but just every single week he was in that, you know, finishing 30th to 50th in that range. And here we go. Last three events, he's got two top eights. Um, his irons are finally cooking. He's uh, gained almost eight strokes um, on approach his last three events. Again, he's going to give you another another safe guy here. You know, 13 of 14 made cuts here at Muirfield Village. Um, four top fives here. So he loves this course. I think it's a great fit for him just from a length perspective, but from a long iron perspective. Um, and so, you know, when you get into this lower AK range, if you're looking for some safe guys, um, just to kind of fill the middle or even the bottom of your lineup. If you're going for, you know, a really balanced approach, um, there's a lot of good uh, good quality here. Yeah. I'm on the record as not playing Adam Scott. I know that the, the, the Irons have trended in the right direction lately, but I'm kind of just banking on him not taking care of business with the Irons this week. I, I can't do it at that ownership. And it makes a lot of sense to go there, but, you know, you got to pick your poison and, and kind of choose your battles. So I'll be out on Adam this week, unfortunately. Um, hopefully it pays off. So we'll see what cooks there. 7K range. We've got a lot of guys, a lot of good options. You know, still, it's not necessarily like we're running out of bad, you know, good golfers to put on yet. There's, there's some good guys we can lean on. Starting off with Russell Henley and Tom Kim right at the top. Yeah, kind of 11 and 12% average ownership looking for me. 
both playing some solid golf. Tom Kim taking his clothes off for us at the PGA Championship was always a treat. Russell Henley, just four straight top 20s now. This guy's just balling out. One of the most, these two are the most, first and second most accurate golfers off the tee in the field. So we've got Tom and Russell sitting right by each other at 7,900 bucks. Also, two very solid approach players. They're just really good with the irons. So two popular guys in the top of the sevens. You want to chat about them and then maybe kind of give me some other guys that you got your eye on here in the seven five range. Um, one of them would be Cam Davis for me. A nice little bounce back spot after a very disappointing week last week. And then, you know, we've got, we've got Keegan and, and the gang there. So talk to me about the 79 to 75 range, Ron. Yeah, there's uh, some really good ball strikers in here. And if, again, if we're talking T to green being important this week, um, you know, you look at a guy like Gary Woodland, who is 15th best in this field, T to green, um, you know, his approach off the tee is just so consistent every single week. Yeah. Again, he's another guy that let everybody down. Um, I know he was really highly owned at the uh, PGA Championship. Um, coming in, still much lower on this week, right around 7 8%. Um, but again, I think this is another course that fits him. Um, for me, like Tom Kim is interesting at 7,900 just because, you know, the more you look into it with, um, you know, kind of when Nicholas renovated this course back in 2020, you know, he obviously made the par fives longer fairways pinched in a little bit more. Um, so I think Tom Kim's accuracy off the tee, I think that is in play here. Um, and I think, you know, just his upside, you know, I think he's kind of disappeared a little bit, kind of fallen into this, you know, top 30, top 40 area. Um, but again, coming in pretty low owned. Um, so he's 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 a guy that's pretty high on my board. I'll drop down a little bit to Denny McCarthy um, right at 7600 here. So what I love about him is his improved ball striking is kind of giving him more paths to success instead of, you know, we always typically think of him. He's always relying on the short game, the putter. But in his last four LA, his last four elevated events, he has four straight top 30s. So, I mean, he's doing this in strong fields. Um, he, he gained four strokes on approach at Oak Hill, for crying out loud. So, you know, I think Denny McCarthy, Denny McCarthy. is – Denny McCarthy. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of another one of those guys who's kind of totally transformed his game. Um, he's much more versatile now. And so I think he's a great play, um, 7,600. Um, I always love Keith Mitchell at these, these courses where, you know, you want – Total driving is key this week. You know, when you combine distance and accuracy, um, he's kind of struggled um, around the green on approach. So if you're looking for someone with some leverage who does have some upside, you know, Keith Mitchell coming in around three, four percent. I do. We'll have him a little bit at seventy six hundred. Um, the one more other guy I'll say here, kind of in the upper part of this range, um, Billy Horschel. You know, it seems like. He may have finally figured out some things with his swing. Uh, he finally did not lose on approach uh, last week. Uh, made the cut at the Charles Schwab. Um, he was better off the tee at the PGA Championship. So I think with Billy, it's more of a thing where, you know, you know he's going to get up for this event. He's going to take pride in trying to defend his title from last year. Of course, he won here. So, you know, I think I think Horschel's an interesting look just from another low-owned perspective at uh, right around 4% right now. Yeah, it's interesting because the form is obviously not there. You're going to be relying on him doing a, a big man moment type situation, jumping up for the occasion. I prefer Matt Kuchar, not nearly as leverageable as Berlin, but old Matt Kuchar, ninth in the field in par five scoring and third in bogey avoidance. So this is 2023 season. And 
Old Cooch is doing his thing. Like, he just goes under the radar. It, I know you said Adeki is one of your top around the green players, but I've got Kucha as the best around the green for 2023 so far. Out of bunkers. He's amazing. We discussed that, I think, on the last show going into the PGA Championship. The guy is unreal out of the bunkers. Has had a good course record here. And, you know, the irons are starting to trend in the right direction over the last six rounds. He's 7500 bucks. Gives you some nice safety in this range, too. So I don't mind him at all. Um, I do agree with Gary Woodland, too, and, and Denny. Denny broke my heart last week. I had him in a matchup against Minwoo, and that went down in flames. Scooting down to this bottom of the seven case, we have got ourselves a Chris Kirk, a Kirk Kitayama, KH Lee, Christian Bezade note, my boy, Seamus Power, couldn't go without saying his name, Ryan Fox, rounding out with some Hayden Buckley and Nikolai Hogard and Stephen Yeager. Some fun names, some volatile names. Some names that provide some consistency, but a little bit of lack of upside, like Bezzy. I don't mind Bezzy again this week. I love what he's got up to course history-wise at this venue. You cannot continue to be so bad around the greens, as Christian Bezaitner has been, since improving his approach play. He's seventh in the field in approach over the last 24 rounds, and that includes Sam Bennett ahead of him, who's only played four rounds, so make it sixth. The guy's one of the most elite iron players in the world right now, Ron. And he, and he used he used to be great around the greens, too. Like, that was one of his strengths. So, yeah. I know. So, like, it's time for him to get his game together. I don't understand how you can just lose that touch. So, it's go time for him. Maybe this golf course kind of brings it out in him. I don't know. You know, like, he's accurate off the tee. I think that's good. Since his swing has changed, I think that accuracy has definitely picked up. The distance, not quite there yet. We can probably expect that in the next transformation from our guy. But I love what he's been up to. So... Sign me up for some Bezzy, Hayden Buckley. If you're talking about like a, a Keith Mitchell light, basically. I mean, he's pretty much on the same page as, as Mitchell when it comes to off the tee stuff. And he's a bit better of an iron player too. And he can putt better too. Uh, well, not putt better, but he can putt nicely. And I think he's much cheaper. So I don't mind old Hayden Buckley this week, even after the disaster showing that he had at the Charles Schwab. So share some names with me and then bottom of the sevens. I'm sure you've got a few guys you like. Yeah, and really quick, I, f- I forgot to mention someone I love that I just kind of skipped over. I think you mentioned him briefly, but Russell Henley, just at the top of the 7K range there. So just what I have for him, you know, he's a great course fit, top five ball striker. And the thing that, you know, looking at his event log is he's actually sh- finally starting to show up in these bigger events. You know, he kind of had this reputation as someone who you get him to majors, you know, he struggles. But, you know, fourth at the Masters, 19th at the Players, even going back to Oak Hill, you know, he missed the cut, you know, because of the putter. But again, he gained four strokes on approach on that course. And so yeah. I got to mention Russell Henley there. Um, but yeah, going back down to the bottom part of this range, um, you know, Ben on is a name who initially I was really high on um, just because he has two top 20s here. Um, when we're talking, you know, T to green, um, looking at my numbers here, when you go back over the last 24 rounds, he ranks eighth in this, this entire field, T to green. Okay. So everyone knows. You know, glass eyes, Benny, you know, struggles on the greens, and that's kind of continued recently. Um, the only thing that's kind of negative with me now is, you know, I see him, I don't know what you have, Matt, but I see him right around 12%. Um, and so, you know, that's that's something I'm going to think about here um, over the next few hours, and, you know, how much I actually want to play him. Um, but, yeah, going down as we go further here, I, lo- I do love the Zaydenhood. I think with accuracy being important here off the tee, I think, you know, that combined with his approach play and, and again, short game skills is not something that just leaves you forever. So I think, you know, he has that in him 
And so, you know, I do like, I think he's actually a great play, maybe not with the upside. And we all know that, you know, he, you know, we don't expect him to win at 7,200, but you know, if he, if he comes in top 20, even top 30, you know, that's what you're looking for here. Um, probably one of my favorite plays um, on the entire slate is down here, Ryan Fox. So going back to last week, okay, I did not expect him to make the cut and he finishes 21st. Okay. I did not think, you know, Colonial was really a good fit for him. You know, he's more of a, more of a bomber off the tee, tends to be wild at times a little bit with the driver. Um, but he goes, he gains strokes in every category except around the green. Go back to Oak Hill, PJ Championship. You know, he's coming off pneumonia. He admitted he had hardly even played. He goes and he finishes 23rd on that challenging course. Um, before that, he was 26th at the Masters. And so I think Ryan Fox at 7,100, that might be the most disrespectful price on this board. Um, I would not have blinked if he was 7,800, 7,900, somewhere in that range. So I just think, um, you know, this is a really good course fit for him where he can kind of use his length um, off the tee. And again, putting, he's gained strokes with the putter three in a row here. So I think that's another good thing um, in his favor. So um, he's he's kind of my, my favorite play in this range. Um, I think um, a guy like Taylor Montgomery, you know, you'd think, you know, when I see him at less than 1% ownership, 7,200, but you just look and you dig into those approach numbers and he's literally almost the last person in this field, you know, in approach. And so, you know, he's someone that, you know, I would love to have played here, but um, I just, a guy I'm definitely gonna have to pass on. Brian Harmon's the other name I'll mention here. He's got a few decent um, positive finishes here. Um, very cheap, 7,200. Um, so he's another guy that um, if you're looking for safety um, near the bottom of your lineup, uh, I do like Brian Harmon as well. Yeah, no, Brian Harmon, he's a sneaky underrated off the tee. Like he's 19th in the field in strokes gained, and it's mainly because of his accuracy, which like he doesn't have a lot of distance. It's me medium distance there, but really, really impressive stuff from old H-man. So some fun things going on there. You're not a fan of Hayden Buckley this week, Ron? Uh, no, I think he's, you know, he's a, he's a guy I played a lot last week, um, and I expected a better result from him. But again, you got a young guy. He's going to have ups and downs. Um, he, he, he has showed some flashes this year. And so, um, you know, it all starts off the tee this week. And of course that is his strength. Um, so again, um, just about dialing in those approaches. So yeah, I'll have, I'll have a little bit of Buckley, you know, he's coming to very low owned right now, three, 4%. Yeah. So I do think he's a quality play as well. Cool. Um, you mentioned Billy Horschel. I have an Adam Spenson bet over Billy Horschel. I know that's going to be dealing with a bit of course history layover there. But I think Svensson as a general play is better than Billy right now. He's 5% owned in the 6-9 range over here, which is kind of interesting. But I don't mind him at all. He's pretty consistent for a 6K golfer. Justin Sir is 6-9, and he has made cut after cut after cut. I think he just had his cut streak broken. I think, was it the week after the Wells Fargo or something? Like uh, I missed the Byron Nelson. He missed. Yep. Yeah. So he... He broke it there, but I mean, the guy was on a, on a mission, man. And he's just so consistent. And I love, you know, the short game that he can get up to with the putter at this venue. Very accurate, too. So I don't mind him. Eric Cole is 6900 bucks, and everyone was on him last week. And now, not so much. I think this course probably plays to his strengths a little bit better than last week, even. So I don't mind him at 6900 smacks. Um, I'm going to be going back to freaking Brendan Todd, who I bet Justin Rose, Brendan Todd, last week and they both just disintegrated on the greens like the two best putters in the field basically inside the top five there couldn't putt to save their lives brendan todd i'm going back to him 
accuracy. And he's he's one of the best total short game players in the field. You know, like he's like a Minwoo Lee where he's not going to grade out if you put a lot of approach in there. But when it, he gets his stuff done because of the around the green play, and he's done that before at this venue many, many times. So I like him. Brandon Wu at $6,600. Also really good, really, really good around the greens and on approach too. Like he's stellar. So I like Brandon Wu and a lot of people were on him and then he kind of played once or twice few bad results and they kind of jumped off so we'll see what goes on there i'll rattle off a few more names ron and then you can kind of tell me if you got your eye on any of them either mark hubbard and matthew neesmith both at 6500 seem really appealing to me you know they seem like a bit more popular in that range too but i don't mind either of them some robbie shelton love yeah one of the best around the green player um especially like this range is going to be important if you kind of go with the patrick cantley john rom start kind of thing like if you want to get real frisky and take a chance on on two of these guys in the 6k range somehow in a gpp of, of sorts robbie shelton kind of gives you some nice salary relief down here and then danny willett is an interesting character really good around the greens too fancy him and then Ches Reevy, 6200 Ches is on a bit of a tear himself right now guys ball striking the irons are just sizzling and the putt has been hot so Got some good course history here too. So I don't mind chairs at all. So um, lots of fun guys, some risky plays, but you know, you're going to have to do that if you're playing some big tournaments and, and looking to get different somewhere. So your 6K. Yeah. Um, you took my first two guys. Um, I think Adam Svensson, you know, if you talk Ryan Fox, you know, is the most disrespected, underrated, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. him. I think Svensson might be the second most. Um, all this guy does is finish, you know, event after event top 41 or better in five of his last six all elevated events by the way um so he's just consistently yeah. you know rising to the top of the leaderboard or at the very least being consistent um he's had spike weeks in every single strokes gain category you know if you look at what he's done you know he'll have weeks where he spikes with the putter and then other weeks where he's around the green and then with the irons and so you know to me that speaks of a guy who doesn't have any specific weaknesses and so you know, he's a guy, again, we've talked about this many times when you get into the 6K range, you know, you're either looking for course history guys or you're looking for guys who just have some, you know, extreme upside. And so, you know, hey, if this is a week he can put it all together, um, you know, I think Svensson is a, yeah. just a great play at 6,900. Um, like you said with Justin Saw, he has the all-around game that we're looking for here. You know, again, PJ Championship, um, I didn't expect it from him either, but there he is in contention, you know, after 36 holes. <laughs> Um, another top 20 last week. Um, and like you said, he's, he's made the cut in 16 of his last 17 tournaments. So again, consistency plus upside, exactly what we're looking for here. Um, and then I'll, I'll say one other guy that I really love who had his struggles early in the year, but Alex Smalley, um, at 6,800. Um, when you look at what he's done, his last three events, 18th at the Wells Fargo, 23rd at the PJ championship, 40th last week. Um, his ball striking has just come back really strong. He gained five strokes last week. He gained over six strokes at the PGA. Last week, he lost with the putter, and that's kind of his weakness um, um, that he struggles with. Um, but again, this week at a course like this where it's not going to be a putting contest, I think Alex Smalley is a really good look as well. Um, and yeah, when you get, you know, for me, as I get kind of further down here, um, there's not much that stands out to me. I think Austin Eckroat, at 6,600 is interesting just based on his, his recent performance. Um, Taylor Pendrith at 67, I think 
we all know he has the skill set here, whether it's you know talking about length off the tee, can get hot around the greens. Um, so he's a guy that I like. Um, Aaron Rye will be the probably the only other guy, probably as low as I'll go here at 6,500. Um, he is in the top 15 when we're looking at tee to green play over the last 24 rounds. Another guy who struggles with the putter. So um, I really do like Aaron Rye this week. I think he typically plays very well on these tough courses. And so um, I think he's a guy who you can feel pretty confident in as kind of being the last guy in your lineup, especially if you're, you know, trying to go, you know, a Scotty Scheffler, um, Jordan Spieth build, or you're trying to fit, you know, two of those upper tier guys in your lineup. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm a little salty about Aaron Rye. I had it, the model kicked him out and I kicked him to the bench because I didn't think he could do a top 40 for me. Then I'm finishing inside the top 20 and kicking Bezzy to T21 and missing my top 20 bet on him. So he caused me financial repercussions like you don't want to believe last week. So I'm a bit salty. I'm going to just let him do his thing against you there, Ron. Let him deal the damage to you this time and see how it goes. But let's talk some boys at the top here. Let's go from 8,500 between 10,000. So give me someone between under 10 and 8.5. That's your favorite play in that range. And then uh, a guy in the sevens. So, yeah, I'm going to have a lot on Jordan Spieth again this week. Um, I think, you know, with him at, you know, that ownership right around 10, 11%, I think there is going to be some leverage opportunities there. People, whether it's, you know, the alleged wrist injury or people just sour on him from, you know, missing the cut last week. Um, I think at 8,900, I think his, his winning upside to me is a lot more than those guys surrounding him, whether you're talking Sung JM, Matt Fitzpatrick, even Cameron Young, much more confident in Jordan Spieth, you know, either winning or finishing, you know, top five, top 10, than either of those guys that are surrounding him. Do we want to do a, a bet on Jason Day versus Jordan Spieth? I mean, if you're up for it, I mean, uh, you do know Jason Day is without his caddy this week as well, right? Correct. He has okay. one with the new caddy that he does have on his bag. I know, I know. So it's a bit of salt and pepper there. I don't know how I feel about it, but I I kind of like Jason Days. I'll be planting my fag with him. So okay. he's in the in the bucket for me. And we up. Straight up. Jason Day versus Spieth. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Same same wager. Um, cool. 7K guy that you're going to be flag planting here in the sevens. 7K guy. Um I will – Russell Henley will probably be my top guy, but just going down here lower, if you're looking to save money, again, I'll just I'll just go back to Ryan Fox here. You know, there's no way he should be priced this low. Um, so I'm feeling very confident. Ryan Fox, 7,100. Yeah. Now that you mention, you know, just – it's so obvious. Like, he's such a solid player at 7,100. You know, I think he's – He's inside the top 40 in the world golf rankings, right? Or he's 41st or something crazy low. So I've had to adjust his ranking in my model a lot. So I don't mind him at all. If I were to pick someone else, I might be going with Cam Davis. I just think if you take a look at what he's been up to, miscut top 10, miscut top 10, T59 top 10. Like he has one bad week, one good week, one bad week. He had a bad week last week. Time for Cam Davis to come back in that top 10 form at $7,700 under 5% owned. Sign me up there. So. Awesome stuff. Sweet bananas, boys, girls, thank you for tuning in. This has been the BetSports Golf DFS show. Go check out all of Ron's hard work over there at BetSports.com. Check him out at PJ Splits 101 on Twitter. 
and you can find all of his hard work over there too. I'm the Model Maniac on Twitter and check out Back Nine Bets and a little bit of Rotoballer action myself. And um, yeah, happy Memorial Week. Let's have a great one. We've got a star-studded field. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy watching people tilt over milkshakes and Jack Nicholas. So there's a lot to go on here. Let's have ourselves a week.